Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to the post-production podcast. My name is Rachel. And my name's Kiri. And in the spirit of the holiday season this week, we are talking about Christmas movies. Christmas movies. La 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 Christmas movies. Christmas movies. Uh, yeah, so this is going to be fun. We must discuss what constitutes a Christmas movie and what... That's it. <laughs> but before we get started, Rachel, how was your production week? Did you do anything production-y this week? Not really. Worked on a little bit of a short film script, and that's about it. I had a video shoot today. <gasps> wow. For the first time in what feels like years, and I have two more later this week. It was just a simple little interview type thing. I work for a library, so it was a, a video on how to use one of their online resources. And I sat down to start editing, and I, I, I haven't sat down in front of Adobe Premiere in a long time, and I think it showed <laughs> definitely in my brain, because I was like, by the end of it. But yes, that is very exciting. So glad to be back doing stuff. Reminds me of our how to use Microsoft Outlook video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This one will be much more professional, I'm sure. <laughs> I hope, at least. I forgot about that. Me too, until you said it's a tutorial on how to use a new software thing at the library, and something rang a bell about how to use X, Y, and Z online tool. <laughs> yeah, that was the same day we recorded our first podcast, like the one that will never go on the internet. Ah. Yeah, because it was right after that. Anyway... Because it is Christmas time, we must talk about Christmas. Yes. So, Rachel, what constitutes a Christmas movie in your mind? In my mind, the movie itself, like the whole plot, should pertain in some way to Christmas, right? Yeah. Because there are a lot of movies that, like, happen to kind of overlap with Christmas, or, like, there's a scene in the movie from the holiday season but if the whole plot isn't about the holidays, is it really a Christmas movie? I don't think so. There's Sound of Music, Mean Girls, Die Hard. Like, those are ones that people really yep. argue for. And, like, I, I associate Sound of Music with Christmas for some reason, probably because it just always is on during the Christmas season. Right. And, like, it's Christmas at a certain point during the movie and they like sing songs and it's kind of sad actually but <laughs> it's a good movie <laughs> and there's some jams in that one but we are talking about christmas movies the first christmas movie that comes to mind that seems like it would be a favorite of mine is home alone oh yes i just watched that one last night actually really mm -hmm. it is quite something <laughs> It's very, very 90s if you just look yeah. at the background stuff, like when they're in the older brother's room, just the posters and the games and everything and the outfits and uh, the airport, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the thing about that movie that cracks me up is like 
the first hour and a half of the movie is just like super dry dialogue with like yeah. random 90s jokes slipped in there and then the rest of the movie you're just like crying laughing uncontrollably yeah because this psychotic kid is trying to kill two men single-handedly the wet bandits oh man that's that's wet bandits w-e-t-b-a-n <laughs> i used to watch that movie a lot at church with all the choir kids they showed that movie at church? No, we didn't show the movie. It was just on VHS in a cabinet somewhere, and we needed something to do while our parents were doing their Christmas rehearsals in the choir, because my dad was the music director, and so all the kids need something to do, and there were all these movies in this cabinet, and Home Alone was in there, and we watched that over and over and over again. So I think that's that's probably why, I don't know, because it's just kind of this nostalgic thing for me. Hmm. Yeah. It's a fun movie to watch with a group, too. Oh, yeah. I think movies in general are more fun to watch with people. True that. Every time I watch a movie by myself, like on my laptop, I just feel like a random, like, depressed, isolated college student who (laughs) lives in the middle of nowhere. Oh, wait. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) But you know what I mean? There's, like, a distinctly different vibe when you're just, like, watching Mm -hmm. a movie by yourself. Than when you're watching it with a group of people. Yeah, that's a psychology thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. Uh, Just being with people, just having that social interaction really stimulates you, basically. And, like, if one person starts making fun of something and then another person starts making fun, and then you're all, like, laughing about all these things and Mm -hmm. people just start joining in with the group. It's, It's fun. Your brain likes being with people, which is why we should do reaction videos that... That worked. What a segue. <laughs> because virtual virtual reaction videos to some of the things that we've talked about, like the movies and TV shows, hopefully on Patreon or YouTube at some point. Listener, give us suggestions for what you think we should watch, and we will do it virtually, and we will be hilarious. As usual. Yeah. Now, what is your take, Curie, on the Home Alone sequels? Uh, the only sequel I've seen is Home Alone 2, and I didn't even watch the whole thing. It was last Christmas at the AVL Christmas party. It was just on, and some of us just kind of sat down and watched it, pieces of it. And it was, it just seemed like a cut-and-paste New York version of the first movie, mm-hmm. which was a little, eh, a little dry, predictable. Right. And I don't really like that in movies. There was the weird bird lady, so they had that going for it. Yeah. I've only seen the sequels, like, I think once each, maybe. Because it's just two and three, right? I have no idea. I think there there might be a random fourth one with a completely different cast. Franchises tend to do, t- tend to do that. Oh my gosh, there is. I, was I right? There's a fourth movie. It was made for television. Of course. Followed by a DVD release. Yeah, that's how you know it's not good. <laughs> Yeah. Made for TV. Also, John Williams didn't score Home Alone 4, so Mm. clearly it was a disaster. Yeah. You can only afford so much John Williams. Yeah. Star Wars can afford nine of him, apparently. Yeah. I I don't know. I... I've only seen two and three, like, once each, and I remember so little from them because they just, like... It's just, when you make a movie as good as Home Alone... There's no repeating it. Exactly. Like... Because you can't try to just recreate it because that's not going to work. Yeah. It's hard to create something completely new and creative that still connects to the original concept. Yeah. Not to mention, how do you lose the same kid three times Mm -hmm. and every time the kid has to protect 
some establishment from the same burglars every time. Right? Like, I get that the world is small, but America is just a hair bigger than it is in the Home Alone series. Yeah. (laughs) All the the situations that need to line up, it just doesn't make sense. Right? Like, the series of events in the first Home Alone is just barely believable. Yeah. The thing where they forget him at home, the way they set up that plot line with the neighbor kid accidentally being counted... And Kevin happening to be sleeping on a floor of the house by himself. And everyone oversleeping. Like, that's that sequence of events was maybe not realistic, but it was believable. Yeah. And then you just get to the whole bandit plot line. Mm-hmm. And things things get... It, it's definitely something that happens only in a movie. Yeah, the amount of engineering this eight-year-old kid knows. Right? That's impressive. Well, even just when he manufactures the christmas party in his house right and he's like dancing around with strings somehow making like eight figurines move yeah i don't think i could figure that out and i've been on this planet for 20 and a half years not to mention how he set up his death trap house in like what was it like less than an hour or something yeah because he gets home at eight and at 9 p.m he sits down for a bowl of macaroni and cheese so he put all of that together in an hour (laughs) something is definitely wrong with that kid if he was real true well not to mention as much engineering genius as he did it was literally only the spider that saved him because after all of his booby traps he gets caught going up the last set of stairs to the window to zip line to the treehouse. Oh, yeah. So the guy's like grabbing him, but then Kevin sees the tarantula that he accidentally knocked over, stealing his brother's life savings. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, huge spider. I'm going to put it on this idiot burglar. And the burglar's like, okay, this kid has almost tried to kill me, but instead of trying to kill the kid, I'm going to whack my accomplice so hard in the chest with a crowbar because there is a tarantula somewhere on him. Actually, I can't blame him too much. I'd probably do the same thing. (laughs) You could potentially (laughs) kill your friends if there was a tarantula on them. For me, it wouldn't be a tarantula. It would be a butterfly. Oh, yes, that's correct. If there was a butterfly in my house, I'm going after it with these. I don't care who's in the way. I don't care who's in between me and the butterfly. I will end it. With a pair of drumsticks. She means actual drumsticks, not chicken drumsticks. Yeah, like I literally <laughs> grabbed the, the closest whacking device nearby. I thought you were holding giant chopsticks at first. That would imply I was going <laughs> to... Like, that's how you're going to get it. Just use chop- use the drumsticks as chopsticks and grab at the, at the butterfly. That's how you will <laughs> attain victory. Ooh, true. Just, there it is. Yes. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Hmm. There are many... I really like the story of the Grinch, but I can't pick a favorite Grinch movie because there are three. You know, there's a certain type of person that just loves the Grinch movies, and I am not one of them, and I can definitely see you being one of them now that you say that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't figure you as the Grinch type, Mm -hmm. but I am the Grinch type. See, it's a certain type of person. Are you pro-Grinch or (laughs) anti-Grinch? And you're either one or the other, and whatever you are- That's the next new personality test. You're an extreme of it. So forget the Enneagram. You're either extremely pro-Grinch or extremely anti-Grinch. Or you've been living under a rock. Why the Grinch, though? Number one, I think it's a very unique story. Cool world building. 
kind of whimsical original story that has been made into several pretty solid movies since then. Like, okay, the original, like, Dr. Seuss TV special Grinch, the cartoon one, that one's cute. Like, they wrote the original You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch song for that one. And it's it's a nice, like, pictorial representation of the original book. But then you get the live-action Grinch, the 2001. The humor in that movie sends me over the edge in ways I cannot even begin to analyze. Oh, man. There are so many good moments in that movie that are so uniquely funny because they're part of that storyline and only that storyline. I don't know. I mean, I, I do kind of appreciate the whole anti-hero plot line because he's like, ugh, fine, I'll save Christmas, whatever. Right. You know, and he, he realizes that there is good in his heart. Right. Well, and, you know, he's he's uh, laying out his daily schedule. He's like, oh, I uh, can't forget to have lunch with myself today. I've missed that one too many times. Um, 5 p.m., fix world hunger, tell no one. <laughs> 6 p.m. <laughs> These quotes are like so good, but you, you'd you be hard pressed to find another character in another storyline where they work that well. Although I recently got into a pretty heated debate with a friend of mine who's also a Grinch fan because I told him that I was watching the 2018 animated Grinch yeah. with my siblings, like the one with Benedict Cumberbatch as the Grinch. Have you seen it? No, I, I saw the previews. I was like, why is Benedict Cumberbatch in a Grinch movie? Well, okay, the crazy part is you wouldn't even know it was Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, yeah, he's an actor, actor, but you know. Right. It's still, it's like, he's normally in like very serious things, and dr- dramatic type stuff. And here he is in The Grinch and his dog. Yeah. Well, and the crazy part is once you realize it's Benedict Cumberbatch, because he has an American accent in the Grinch movie. Yeah, it took me forever to get used to that in Doctor Strange. Oh, it's so weird. I'm still not used to it. But like once I realized it was him, I couldn't unhear Benedict Cumberbatch in that Grinch. But okay, the, the animated one that he's in, it's so cute. If you want to watch a Grinch movie without watching the slightly creepier live action one with all the sarcasm and stuff, the new Grinch movie is so like whimsical and lighthearted. Plus, it has so many more details. Hmm. Like, there are all these details to the Grinch, and there are all these details to the way he sets up his plot, and then you find out all sorts of things about the different Whos and their traditions and the different families and stuff. It's very cute. So, the Grinch, the, uh, head, what, what, what is the, what, Horton Hears a Who? Yeah. And, uh, there's a third one. The Lorax. All in that same, the Lorax, yes. All in that same universe. It's a good time. Yes. The Grinch is trying to steal Christmas from Whoville, right? Yes. Okay. So all on that little spec. Okay. Got it. Yeah. It's a good time. Dr. Seuss was definitely on something. I was going to say, Dr. Seuss smoked a lot of something while he wrote his books. Yeah. I'm putting that out there and I'm probably standing by it. (laughs) If you read anything about him as a person, though, apparently he wasn't a very nice person. That doesn't surprise me. Have you seen those videos where... uh, People take Dr. Seuss books and wrap them. Yes. It's They're so awesome. Those are a real hit at the library. Oh, I'm sure they are. (laughs) That should be your next video shoot. You know, we'll find a way. Honestly. We'll see. What about classic Christmas movies? Like those old ones that are always on TV from Uh, November 1st to December 25th. Like I think the one I've watched the most is It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. Which is, you know, the, the one that everybody loves and like i get it it's it's 
all sweet and wholesome, but also they, they take a really heavy topic. Like this guy is suicidal and the stock market is crashing and everything is coming down around this guy and they are taking it and flipping it, turning it into a wholesome Christmas movie. Although they're putting him through, this is what would happen if you weren't born and he like feels all alone and like, ah, nobody knows me. I have no friends. I, I don't love that movie as much. I don't know what it is about it that just... I mean, I don't love it either. It's just kind of... It's, it's just the one I'm most familiar with. Right. If I'm going to watch like a long, older Christmas movie, I always... My go-to is White Christmas. I don't think I've seen that one at all. If I have, I don't remember. That one is so good. Oh my goodness. Because it's a, it's a musical, which is like the best part. So there's just like constant, really good singing and dancing the whole time. Hmm. And it follows like a pretty unique plot line. Also, it has Bing Crosby in it. So big win. He was an actor too? Yeah. Yeah, it was so freaking good. I wish I had like a a better description of it. But I don't know, something about the dancing and the singing and the beautiful snow and the plot line just like sucks me in every time. That sounds about right for you. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Although I think It's a Wonderful Life wins as far as sheer number of parodies that have been made since. Oh, true. Pretty much every franchise has done it. Yeah. Every sitcom, every TV show that isn't super serious. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways, It's a Wonderful Life is considered more quote unquote classic. I don't know. Something hits different about It's a Wonderful Life and I could not tell you what. It's the lack of music, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably why I don't like it. Nobody randomly breaks into song. Not for Rachel. I'm like, no one freaking tap dances in this movie. I'm out. What about in terms of slightly older Christmas movies? Are you a Muppet Christmas Carol fan at all? I haven't seen it. Ah! I'm oh. sorry. I haven't. I, this is so depressing. It's something about me and holiday movies. I just haven't seen very many of them. Yeah, no Halloween, no Christmas. I've seen Christmas movies. We're going to get to Valentine's Day movies and you're going to be like, I haven't seen any of those. And I'm going to be like, I definitely haven't seen any Valentine's LOL, Day movies. me neither. I hate Valentine's Day. And then we'll high five through the studio wall and move on with our lives. Yeah, the only Easter movie I've seen is uh, an Easter Carol so yes the veggie tales movie <laughs> yep it's That's so true. good okay so like as a kid all the christmas movies we watched were veggie tales so the the toy that saved christmas like that one was okay it was it was cute for why okay why was the toy shaped like a human yeah that part confused me because there are zero human shaped figures in that entire veggie tales universe yeah don't think about it too much also, okay, I, I really liked The Toy That Saved Christmas. I haven't seen that in forever. But I will admit the main character, the toy, annoyed me like slightly more than a little bit. Yeah. Something about like his voice and the way he did things. Yeah, he was kind of nasally. I think he was I remember, very yeah. nasally. Yeah. Yeah. And he sang this really boring song when he's like looking out his box at the stars. Uh-huh. What is that song? I don't know. I've flushed it thoroughly from my brain you wish upon a star it's not that one (laughs) it's that one but the veggie tales version (laughs) and i remember the uh like they had slides that went out into every different town oh yeah toy factory and they get blasted down one of them and they start sledding Mm -hmm. there is that moment where they're like we need to untie ourselves if only we had hands and they look (laughs) at the camera it's something like that 
little fourth wall breaks. See, you're reawakening memories I didn't know I had. (laughs) Right? Oh, man. I am familiar with the Christmas Carol story, though, but I haven't seen any movie adaptations. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen any non-Muppet version. (laughs) The the Muppet one is cute, though, because, again, it's a musical. Of course. Uh Uh-huh. If it's not a musical, does Rachel even bring it up? Probably not. Okay, how do you feel about the star of Christmas? Another VeggieTales one. I've seen that one less. I thought that one was better. That one was the one with the church. Yeah, it was definitely very targeted towards Christian audiences. (laughs) Because it was like, we, we have a church play. And the most important thing is the star. Or, well, Bob's character was very hooked on the star i okay i rewatched that last year a couple years ago and oh bob definitely has borderline personality disorder (laughs) bob's character in that movie in that movie yeah he's yeah yeah it was an intense movie the first time i watched it i was like four or five six something like that and the scene where they're in the car just shooting their way through the city with the rockets and everything Mm -hmm. that scene was very intense to me and i couldn't finish the movie especially the part where bob (laughs) has donuts over his eyes i couldn't take it (laughs) (laughs) oh i my audio just peaked so hard (laughs) it's a great movie yeah i've seen that movie less but i definitely think it's better yeah it's also like significantly more intense overall though as a movie oh yeah that movie stressed me out so much i honestly like i think it still stresses me out like if i were to watch it yeah it's a very christian churchy movie with a car chase scene i love it and vegetables (laughs) yes yeah the 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 car chase is the best part how often do you see vegetables in a car chase Mm -hmm. in a movie about christmas i guess they didn't have vegetable stands but they definitely hit several They several hit a few stores, human several vendors. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. What about Christmas movies you hate? Do you have any of those? I don't think I've ever seen a Christmas movie that I just flat out hated. There are certainly boring Christmas movies. True. Any Hallmark movie? <laughs> nah, that, that's not something you watch intentionally. That's true. It's something. It's just something that's on at like some random place where you have to wait forever, like the auto repair shop or like a, the dentist right i get a lot of hate when i share this opinion therefore i'm going to put it out into the universe via spotify so that all people can hate me spotify and apple music please follow Oh yeah true i hate the movie elf okay have you seen it i've seen pieces of it haven't seen it all the way through don't watch it okay not worth it like literally i lose brain cells every time i see it it's awful it's not funny Mostly because it has Will Ferrell in it, who is a person whose work I rarely enjoy. Yeah, I mean, and the idea of a grown man in tights through a whole movie is uncomfortable. Well, a grown man in tights acting like an elf child. It's just disturbing. I'm kind of with you there. And like, I think it's supposed to be a concept that's funny. And I just like was so put off by the entire movie. I think there were funny moments in it. Yeah. But... Like, overall, it was just kind of, eh. Yeah, well, and I feel bad because I have a lot of friends who really love that movie. It's, like, their favorite Christmas movie. And I just, like, I cannot stand it. You'd have to pay me a lot of money to watch that movie all the way through again. Uh. Almost as bad as Hallmark movies. Maybe. I don't know. I think there are even a few Hallmark movies that could be Elf, honestly, in terms of how much I actually enjoyed them. (laughs) I think 
Hallmark movies, they all have kind of the same, like, I don't want to say plot, but like they mix it up a little bit here and there. But I think it's... It's definitely formulaic. Yeah, they, they have a pretty suburban girl who just wants more from life and then she meets a standard white bread boy yep and there's family troubles and he gives her an escape and then suddenly christmas is going to be different than it normally is but he makes her and happy then it snows while they and kiss it snows passionately. gross right and that's the end of the movie. Well, I think in the spirit of, you know, the Christmas season and watching festive movies while cuddled up with Christmas lights and hot chocolate, I think it's time to take a BuzzFeed quiz because what else do we do on this podcast? Mm-hmm. We've already sung this episode, so instead we're going to take the quiz <laughs> called Build Your Own Hallmark Christmas Movie and we'll reveal which festive dessert matches your personality. I <laughs> oh, can't wait. Literally, that is the most like... BuzzFeed quiz sounding title I've ever heard. So. Which big city is your main character from? What? Oh, build your own Hallmark movie. That's what we're doing. Okay. Yes. We're making a Hallmark movie. So New York City, Boston, Atlanta, Chicago, Los Angeles, or Dallas. Okay. Between all these cities, I can say with authority that Dallas is the most boring out of all these places. So let's go with Dallas because, you know, the character is trying to be a simple woman, you know? Fair. She's not like other girls. I'm from Dallas. I'm going with Boston because it's a classic East Coast big city and they have cool accents. <laughs> okay, what's your main character's job? Editor for a fashion magazine, chef for a Michelin. 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 I never figured out how to pronounce that, okay? Chef for a Michelin star restaurant, pediatric nurse, powerful CEO, corporate lawyer, independent bookstore owner. None of the, like, none of these. Jobs are all okay. Women in Hallmark movies, like they have to be like kind of competent at something, but they also need saving. Yeah. Um, because at some point they're going to have a financial or a family crisis. Clearly, that rules out powerful CEO and corporate lawyer. So, a chef for a Michelin star restaurant. That's something that's risky. I'm going to go with the independent bookstore owner just because I like bookstore vibes. I'm going to make her a chef. Good plan. Not like other girls, I'm a chef from Dallas. What's the charming, oddly festive name of your main character's hometown? See, here we go. Snowborough, Winterland. Santaville. (laughs) Evergreen Evergreen Cove. Cove. Reindeer Ridge or Hollytown. Santaville is just so not subtle. No. I'm going to go with Hollytown. That sounds cute. I'm from Hollytown, but I became a chef and moved to Dallas because I'm trying to just break out in the world, live my dreams, make it big. I'm going to go with Snowborough because Snowborough, Massachusetts sounds like it's probably a place. (laughs) (laughs) Hollytown, Texas probably is a place. Honestly, your main character is so excited to be home for the holidays, but things are different this year. What (laughs) seems to be the problem? (laughs) Yep. Family, family, breakup. Uh, their their hometown's annual Christmas parade was canceled. That's lame. No. Family. Family. Okay. It's their first Christmas without Grandma, whose Christmas tree farm is up for sale. Their dad's beloved inn is going bankrupt. There's the financial trouble. Yep. They recently went through a breakup and are figuring out how to be alone. Classic. It's usually both of those things at the same time. Their hometown's annual Christmas parade was canceled. Lame. That's, that's just... Ugh. That's COVID times, all right? Their mom's diner is being bought out by a restaurant chain or their grandfather is sick, so there's no one to run his toy making business. Yikes. All of these are awful options. Yeah. (laughs) 
What? Okay, she's a chef in Dallas. Let's see. Mine is an independent bookstore owner. I think the mom's diner one makes more sense because, like, she she was inspired by her mom's oh. business. They, like, that's what drove her to become a chef because she wanted to live out the dream her mother never could. Right. But she still loves her very much. See, my character owns a bookstore in Boston, so... Theoretically, my character could turn the back storage room of their bookstore into a toy making operation. Hmm. Uh, I'm going with that one. Who does your main character run into while they're back in town? Their high school sweetheart? Gag. A prince from a distant kingdom who happens to be passing through? Gag. Their childhood best friend who happens to be totally hot now? <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. The next door neighbor they had a crush on as a kid? A celebrity who is stuck in town because of bad weather? Or their childhood best friend's hot older sibling. Oh dear. These are all awful. I hate all of these, especially the last one. <laughs> I, I I gotta go with the prince. Okay, let's see. Why would a celebrity ever be in Dallas? They wouldn't be. They wouldn't hmm. be. You're not wrong. Let's say... Uh, a celebrity who's stuck in town because of bad weather, and then they team up for... Uh, some bad weather survival shenanigans and oh, spicy. in exchange for helping her, she convinces the celebrity to give her restaurant a good review and some promotion. Ah, uh, uh. we got a whole story. I don't like how realistic this is sounding in terms of what would go in a Hallmark movie. <laughs> I should write Hallmark movies. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably make decent money doing it. You just churn them out constantly. All right. Your main character seems to have taken an interest in this person. When is the moment they realized that they were in love? Mm. When they went on a carriage ride together? When they kissed under the mistletoe? Ugh. When they danced together at the town's annual holiday ball? When they went Christmas caroling together? When they built a gingerbread house together? <clears throat> or sledding? I'm going to go with Christmas caroling because that's part of the survival, right? Is it? No, it's not. How about when they when they go sledding together to get out of the snow? And not sledding for fun. It's like, we have to do this to get out of this situation. Uh. Fine. We'll build a sled and we'll sit uncomfortably close to each other. Maybe we're in love. Maybe it's just hormones. It's probably hormones. Maybe we're just cuddling because it's freezing out here. Yeah, that too. Maybe I just want a good review and the bragging rights. True. She's like... I'll do anything it takes to save this restaurant, including getting on a sled with this nasty celebrity. I hate all of these options. I've got to be honest. Yeah, that's true. None of these sound right. It's not even a hot celebrity. It's just somebody super random like, uh, who's an ugly celebrity? The guy from Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> John Bon Jovi. <laughs> Nobody actually wants to spend time with this celebrity, but you got to do what you got to do to survive the bad weather. True. We must go sledding. And we're definitely not in love, but maybe he is. Okay, I went with the carriage ride. All right, how does this heartwarming tale come to an end? The main character marries into a royal family and moves to their country. Ick. The main character decides to abandon city life and move back to their hometown. The main character becomes the new Santa. The main character and their <laughs> love interest finally share a kiss. The main character proposes to their love interest. The main character and their love interest decide to start a life together in the brand new city. In a brand new city. I'm gonna go with the main character decides to abandon city life and move back to their hometown because that's the one that doesn't involve marrying John Bon Jovi. <laughs> True. Not to mention... I think she decides, you know what? 
maybe this isn't what I actually want. Maybe it would be better if I went back to my hometown and helped my mom out with her diner because family matters more than stupid restaurant reviews. What? How's your story coming? I haven't heard anything about your story. Yeah, you have. You just haven't been listening. Well, yeah, but you're not like telling the story. Okay, so my character <laughs> is originally from Snowboro, Massachusetts, but she moves to Boston <laughs> to become an independent bookstore owner because she's passionate about saving the literature industry. She just loves print books. And so she buys this beautiful vintage building in Boston and converts no, she takes she takes like an old out of business bookstore and she renovates it and brings it back to life and fills it up with books. But then when she returns home for the holidays, she finds out her grandpa is sick and his toy making business will go under if she doesn't do something to help. But she owns a whole bookstore that she's got to run. So when she goes back to Boston, she recruits her um, her group of single 20-something wine drinking pals. Squawk. And they convert <laughs> and they convert the back room of her bookstore into a toy making workshop. But then a prince shows up randomly. I think I picked prince. And they go on a carriage ride and she's like, ooh, I might be in love. And why is he here? Uh, who knows? Uh, <laughs> he likes to smell books. So hmm. he shows up at, at her bookstore and he's all, ha ha, ri ri, mon ami. Oh, he's a French prince. Okay. Uh, well, the French monarchy technically doesn't exist. Oh, and so, so because the French monarchy technically doesn't exist, he shows up in her bookstore because he loves books and he also needs a place to hide because if the French find him, they'll guillotine him because he's a French monarch. Awesome. How does my heartwarming come to tail? <laughs> How does my heartwarming tale come to an end, you ask? Well, my character decides she's not into baguettes. So because she's been running a toy making shop, she decides to turn her business into a joint toy store and bookshop, and thus she becomes the new Santa. Boom. <laughs> that is perfect. Right? So here's the festive dessert that matches my personality. Chocolate almond cake with sugar and cranberries. <gasps> Me too! <laughs> is that the only answer? Apparently. We, well, we both had wildly different answers to Exactly, these which is why I'm confused. Yeah. Like this delicious dessert, you are decadent... <laughs> Romantic and enchanting. Squawk! I, ugh. I, it only takes a taste to fall in love with you and That's this true. cake. <laughs> I will share, though, guys, that a chocolate almond cake with sugared cranberries is literally just a glorified cosmic brownie. <laughs> and that actually makes a lot of sense for this podcast. Cosmic brownies don't use cranberries, though. They just have, like, these sprinkles that don't taste like anything in particular. Yeah, but this cake has sugared cranberries on the top like sprinkles so yeah that's true like good desserts are an essential part of christmas indeed what what's your opinion on crazy christmas sweaters oh there's no segue into that i just want to know i love them i love them we have so many i have zero. Oh, that's so sad the only time you ever need a crazy christmas sweater is when you go to a party and they say specifically wear your crazy christmas sweater and See, it's like, why should I keep it? Maybe. But you could wear it literally any time after Thanksgiving. Our family wears ugly Christmas sweaters on Christmas Eve and Christmas, like to open presents and have Christmas dinner and stuff. But something 
that cracks me up is like for like pretty much my entire life we just bought all of our ugly christmas sweaters at goodwill where you find like these ancient vintage legitimately but ugly christmas sweaters so like that's where we got our christmas sweaters and then sometime like while i was in high school ugly christmas sweaters suddenly became vogue again and just like <laughs> overnight i wouldn't go so far as to call them vogue freaking walmart sells ugly christmas sweaters now and they're ugly on purpose like so, yeah. that that's not the point of an ugly christmas sweater the point of an ugly christmas sweater is that it was once the height of christmas fashion and now 50 years later we can look at it and say <laughs> that's ugly well in the name of uh christmas sweaters and other things i have another buzzfeed quiz for us Okay. Which Christmas movie should you watch based on the holiday outfit you build? It better not give me Elf, I swear. First, pick a festive top. These all stink. I'm going with the this basic gray sweater. I am too. <laughs> now pick some bottoms. Bottoms. Oh, I'm going with those like green and yellow elf pants. The the gray sweater would go nice with these red pants. Like it would look very like professional and chic. Ah, very uh Librarian, Librarian chic. chic. <laughs> yep. Pick some shoes. Uh, I'm going with these uh, ankle boots here. They look very practical. Fair. Good for snow. It's snowing here. It's not snowing anymore, but it snowed on Sunday and the snow is still on the ground. There's still like three or four inches or something. Wow. What about a warm jacket? Uh, ooh, I like this uh, bright red one. I'm going with the black one. Pick something festive to add. Santa beard, Santa hat, mistletoe hat, or holiday earrings. Oh, mistletoe hat. Clearly, it'll make everyone around me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm gonna go with holiday earrings. Finally, pick an accessory to tie the outfit together. Necklace, hair clip, purse, or watch. Uh, a watch. This watch has distinctly Harry Potter vibes, so I'm going with the watch. What'd you get? The Santa Claus. Mm, that's another one I'd only seen, like, parts of. I... Don't recognize the name, but looking at the screen grab, I've definitely seen it at least once. Guess what I got? Elf. Yep. Ick. You should definitely watch Elf. This Christmas movie is about a human who was raised as an elf and will certainly keep you entertained. No, it won't. By New Line Cinema, the same people who made Harry Potter. Not Harry Potter. Lord of the Rings. Wow. Where did they go wrong? <laughs> this isn't telling me anything about my personality. What does this movie have to do with the outfit I picked? I thought it was like a very simple professional librarian cheeky look where did i go wrong yeah i don't know how that's at all related to will ferrell in tights yeah well this has overall been a fairly interesting foray into a selection of christmas movies a very weird selection indeed at least we have both actually seen a fair amount of holiday movies yeah christmas to be specific so you can't roast any of us for Having not seen any Christmas movies. True. Although you are allowed to roast Kiri for having not seen A Christmas Carol with Muppets. I suppose I'll add it to the bucket list. Are you sure you don't need to take a, a, a movie break after having watched all of The Lord of the Rings in like a week and a half? <laughs> uh, a week, actually. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on my movie break right now, so... It was just the Lord of the Rings and okay. some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Oh, the behind-the-scenes stuff is so good. Yeah, very fascinating stuff. Anyway, if you want to hear more about our, our fascination with production and movie production and all kinds of other types of production, please hit follow 
and subscribe or whatever it is on whatever app you are using. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can also leave us a rating and a review, which is super helpful for us. Yeah, roast us and give us five stars. And if you would prefer to roast us on social media, please reach out on Instagram at Kiri underscore Jones and at Rachel HNH on Instagram. Post this episode, tag us. Tell us what your favorite Christmas Feel movie free is. To- Misquote us. Tell us your favorite Christmas movie. Yes. Bully us for the ones we didn't mention. Whatever. All of that is permissible. Also, check out our website, postprodpod.com. Yes. And tell us what kind of movies and TV shows we should react to and whether we should do Patreon or YouTube or both. Yeah, as always, you can let us know of your episode requests or your questions. You can do that through our website or through our Instagrams. Let us know what kind of YouTuber Patreon content you would like to see. So this has been the post-production podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or Apple. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.